The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Jimmy. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Tech. Hey! <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> and on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one, one episode at a time. What we do, Tech, as you know, mm-hmm. and we take them episodes, we grab them by the balls, we break its ass down. Mm. We offer to sell it to them for the low, low price of $200, only for you to find out that it's hot as shit and you'll probably get arrested and full body cavity search if you try to drive it. You promise? Yeah, if you're lucky. Oh, yeah. But all for you, the listener. Mm. That's kind of like when you go to the dentist and they have to check your, your prostate. Wait, what? No? Oh, like that don't happen to you. <laughs> I just don't know how he does it with both hands on my shoulders. Anyways, on today's episode, we look at Happy Day Season 2, Episode 2, entitled Richie's Car. If you haven't watched this episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make it a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Happy Days is available to stream on Paramount+. Plus. Is this the one that like Weezer shows up and they play at Arnold's? Yeah, and then uh, Fonzie starts doing that weird Russian dancing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember that episode. Yes, man, this is the last episode of the season. Can you believe that? Uh, Oh, yeah, it ain't so. (laughs) So, Yeah, I brought back Weezer again. Hell yeah, I'm not even a Weezer fan, but you know, they're okay. That's what song was it that they did that was um, Happy Days, Buddy Holly? That's right, like just like where Fonzie was doing that dancing. Is is, um, Henry Winkler Russian? I don't know, because he does the Russian dancing in it. Yeah, yeah. And that's taken from an actual episode, so. I think it was just a thing he did. Plus, he jumps his motorcycle over sharks. I saw an interview with him uh, a long time ago. That's totally Russian, by the way. What? That's a Russian thing to do, jump a shark on a motorcycle. Hell yeah, it is. (laughs) And if it tries to bite your leg, you just, like, kick it in the face and keep walking. Mm -hmm. Um but I saw him in, in an interview a long time ago, and he said in the opening sequence when he rides the motorcycle, <laughs> yeah, that apparently they they had to cut it off there because he wrecked it and like ran oh, into yeah. a garage door because he'd never ridden a motorcycle before. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> I heard that too. I heard yeah. that. It's, so funny. <laughs> it's like his first and only time he ever ridden a bike and he crashed. Yeah. So, funny. anyways, going off on a tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the last episode of the season. We always take a, a um, short little break after the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we will be back on March 2nd is when the show Indeed. will drop. That'll be the the newest episode of this season, of the next season. Sorry. But what what can we expect for next season, Jimmy? People are all thrown for a loop. They're like, what are a you guys podcast? doing? You're doing Gilligan's mm-hmm. Island. You're doing, I don't even know. You got this going over here. Then all of a sudden, yeah, you got true. Leave it to Beaver. And then you got Bewitched. So what's true? What are they going to expect for next season? Yeah, all the more reason to tune in, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like in in um, in all seriousness, this is where the listeners come in. Um, 
Right. Yes, because we would we would love to. These last four shows, we were just kind of throwing some stuff out. We were loading the uh, the podcast shotgun, so to speak, mm. um, and just firing off you know a few different things. Um, and we we want to know. We want to know what you guys think. We've heard from our producers, and now we want to know what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, to, and just you know, do you like the you know any of the four shows we did, or? Do you kind of like the mix mix up? You know, do you like hearing a different show every week? Because the way I look at it is whenever I watch these shows now, I'm Generation X, me and Tech both. And whenever we watched a lot of these shows, they're in syndication. And when you watch it in syndication, they're not in order. <laughs> you might have some episode of the Brady Bunch from season one. You're just like, what the hell? Greg's a child. And mm-hmm. then the very next episode... Like Greg's in high school. You're like, okay. And so I'm used yeah. to watching these shows all mixed up. I'm not used to watching them in order. Not to say that we don't want to. So if we switch around and just do random episodes, that might feel more like syndication. Mm. You know, how you would watch it when it's on TV. Or if you guys would like to see and hear the the history of an entire series, we can go that route too. So we really want to know what you guys have to say. And so feel free to Indeed. message us, email us, whatever, and let us know what you guys think and then we'll take all that and then when we return next season we'll let you know what we're doing mm-hmm. and you can do that at everybodypodcast at gmail.com yes or you can go to the website everybodypodcast.com and go to contact and that's another yes. way to do it too so yes um mm-hmm. so what did you think of this episode what did you think of the show now i haven't really seen a whole lot of happy days i watched episodes here oh, and there your life is perfectly fine stop that <laughs> I haven't seen too many happy days in my life. <laughs> no, like I don't like. There's no episode that really stands out to me at all, except okay. obviously the jump the shark thing. But um, like I don't have any. I don't remember episodes, so I haven't seen it. But watching this episode, it was interesting because I was like, huh. Um, I mean, I liked it. I like that. I thought it was pretty. It might be okay. a show that I would consider watching regular or watching all the way through. You know, um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Did you way. think Fonzie was hot? Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? No. Well, because you were talking so much about about the girl last week. I thought maybe you thought Fonzie, oh. Fonzie was hot. <laughs> oh, um, Elizabeth Montgomery. <laughs> but what yeah. about Fonzie? Are you or do you discriminate? Is that what it is? Um, I don't discriminate. Um, he's a good looking dude. Yeah, right on. It's hard to believe that's the same guy as the coach from the Waterboy. <laughs> it's hard to believe it's the same it's person. So, it's so funny because he always plays like all the characters I've ever really seen him in play, like in other movies and TV shows. He's always playing like a really super nice guy. Well, have you seen <laughs> Barry? The character he plays oh, in Barry. That's right. He, I did. <laughs> what does he He's play the, in Barry? The, the, the drama teacher. Yeah, the drama teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw, I haven't seen the latest season of Barry, but I like that show. It's good yeah, show. that's pretty good. I have kind of a man crush on him. So not, not Henry Winkler, the guy that plays Barry. Oh, oh, uh, uh, um, anyways, you know who I'm talking about, but he yeah. was a, uh, why are you kissing your bottle, man? You must love water. Cause you, you pick that water bottle up and you just kiss the cap. You're like, <laughs> Thought I'd get a spit take out of him. Damn it! You did get a spit take out of him. <laughs> God! Oh my oh. God! Was, I totally perfect did. timing. I totally did the kiss the cat thing. 
<laughs> Tank was trying to take a drink out of his water bottle and he didn't have the cap off of it. So he just went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways. <sighs> anyway, um, what were you saying? You Bill were Hader. About, yeah, Bill Hader. Bill Hader that's yeah. it. Yeah. He does great impersonations. <clears throat> yeah. He was dating Anna Kendrick. Can you believe that? No, that's kind of yeah. special. They were in that movie on the well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he also, what I think is really cool about, or interesting about Bill Hader is that he struggles a lot with anxiety. He does. He talks about it when he does interviews. Yeah. yeah and like, and, and he talks about doing Saturday Night Live, how horrified <laughs> he was on stage. Conan said the same thing. Conan's like, after you leave SNL, he's like, you almost have PTSD from it. He's like, it's a really, really hard show to be a cast member of. Yeah, and like, he'll point out things. I remember seeing me in an interview, point out scenes like, hey, this part, like, if you ever see me, like, cover my mouth during Saturday Night Live, it's because I'm literally freaking out, and mm. I just want to leave the stage. <laughs> He's like, and it, I don't even know how he even did Saturday Night Live with the way his anxiety is. I didn't realize he was one of the writers for South Park for a while. Hmm. I'm not sure if I knew that or not, but it's not surprising. Yeah, so I don't, I, I can't imagine Saturday Night Live would be that stressful. So I'm, I'm, I'm calling bullshit. So um, <laughs> any cast members that want to prove me wrong, uh, just send the plane ticket and uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Have at it because I'm, I think you're full of shit. All you gotta do is hang out with your friends, write a stupid skit. Yeah. Okay, Lorne. Okay, <laughs> talking to you. And then pretend to like and act it out. Yeah. There's like millions of YouTubers that do this every day. Exactly. And us ourselves have written stupid scripts, recorded right. it, you know, you know, it's not that I mean, hard. I've seen some of the skits that, that Conan was on. Okay. In the yeah. Five Timers Club, he put on somebody's jacket for him. And another one, he played the drums. Get the fuck out of here. I can do that. That ain't stressful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing an episode with Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, he stood next to a donkey. Like, that's exactly. hard. I've stood next to a donkey before. I've seen some of Jimmy Fallon. Apparently, you just sit there and fucking giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Same with uh, Adam Sandler. You just laugh at everything. Yep, all you do exactly. is just laugh at Chris Farley. I laugh at Chris Farley all the time. I didn't realize that Adam Sandler was fired from SNL. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't quit. His ass was fired. For what? I don't know. I just, I heard about it and they said something, because I guess there was, when he went, I think he went back to host or they were talking about him going back to host and um, it, I guess it was a big deal since he got fired from the show that they were going to let him come back. Huh. But, I'm sorry. Was it for having too much charisma? Is that probably it? for being too funny. For being too funny? For yeah. maybe bringing some comedy to the show? Exactly. Hmm. Too likable hmm. of a guy? Is that the problem? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know if you go by old school SNL rules. Apparently, he didn't do enough cocaine. So <laughs> it's because yeah. Chris Farley was around. <laughs> well, I'm talking about even in the in the Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray days. I know. Apparently, Chris he didn't, have, he didn't do enough hard drugs. So, anyways, we went off on a tangent. Yeah, we did. Um, I will say before we go to to the first break because I'm exhausted. Um, that I, I I thought I would relate to Richie Cunningham. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, growing up, I always was nervous about breaking rules and I was always nervous about getting in trouble. And, you know, yeah, to this date, I've never drank. I've never um, done drugs. I've never tried smoking. None of that kind of stuff. But a large part of me really wanted to punch him in the face. 
Cause he just, he had a very punchable face to me. I don't know why. Like <laughs> he's just so fucking annoying sometimes. Like, I don't know. What? Yeah. He's a wholesome boy. What? No, he's, he's fucking annoying. Like I hope, right. I pray that I was never like that. <laughs> so, yeah. huh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll take our first break. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, we're going to look at happy day season two, episode two entitled Richie's car. Weezer, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> All right, so we will be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, Listen to the 80s Weekly Newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earthspark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spinoff of the Rescue Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then, listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. Oh, Ooh, a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. grandparents. Michael, Michael J. Fox. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. And we are back. Oh man, that was man, that was that break was insane. <laughs> it was insane. That was crazy. That was crazy. That was insane. Insane. It was. <laughs> what did you do? I played with a Funko Pop, uh, <laughs> and I accidentally pulled off his head because I didn't know their heads come off. Oh, your so, Jerry Garcia one you have sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Jerry Garcia from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he's got his little like crack ch- pipe and the little staff that he's holding. He's holding his staff. <laughs> is he is he missing half his finger like Jerry Garcia uh, did? No, but he looks like an old Superman because he's got that little tuft of hair going down his face. So <laughs> that's like retired Superman with a staff. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So we have Happy mm. Day season two, episode two, entitled Richie's Call. Mm. So let's some let's get into this. Some facts about the episode. It first aired September 17th, 1974. Damn, that was a few months before I was born. Damn, yeah. I, bet, I bet they feel old. No, I wasn't even alive yet. Yeah. It was written by Gary Marshall. Oh, nice. Mikhail Leeson and Rob Brunner. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting names. Directed by Jerry Paris. Hmm. That's fun mm. to say. That Can is I try? Jerry Paris. Can I, I try? Yeah. Jerry, damn, Jerry Paris. I did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
All right. So according to IMDb, Gloria, played by Linda Pearl, mentions to Richie that this is their first date. But they mm-hmm. had gone out in the previous episode, another indication that this episode had been filmed before the previous mm. episode. Yeah. I wish they weren't liars. You know, I've seen that in sitcoms before where they like, they obviously film it in the different, <laughs> yeah. and then they release it in like wrong order, for instance. And the executives are like, well, let's do it this way. Like, sure, because you know what you're doing. <laughs> for instance, I was watching that 70s show recently. Right. And in one episode, um, Hyde was talking about leaving and he was going to go and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to leave. And then, and then Eric is like, no, you can't, man. Cause we're going to, we're going to paint a big old pot leaf on the tower and we can't do that without you, man. Which they just did in the episode before. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's yeah. That's big. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were so high that they got it wrong. Oh, maybe. Uh, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, okay, exactly. Okay. Both Linda Pearl and Ron Howard played the child of Andy Griffith. Oh. Ron Howard, of course, in the Andy Griffith show and Linda Pearl in Matlock. Hmm. Oh. That's weird. Hmm. The car Richie ends up owning, the red convertible, is the exact same one that Ralph drives into the parking lot of Arnold's in the season one episode, The Lemon. Oh. Interesting. Damn. I thought it was uh, Rocco's car, but maybe Ralph Apparently got it. Not. Maybe Apparently he stole it from Ralph. Yeah. Richie and Howard Cunningham buy a red 1953 Ford Crestline Sunliner, a.k.a. Love Bandit, from Fonzie. That doesn't seem like that's a interesting fact, but okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> just the plot. All right. Linda Pearl <laughs> is shown <laughs> as Richie's date. Pearl would be brought back in season 10 as Ashley Fister. <laughs> uh, Fonzie's girlfriend during the season. Damn. Fonzie's girlfriend? Like, so there's a joke in there somewhere. They should be like, you look familiar. Um, first appearance of Rocky. And then Fonzie's immediately like, Fister. And Rich is like, excuse me? It's like, that's Ashley Fister. <laughs> uh, the first appearance of Rocky Ban Rufi. Two Fs. What's that? Two Fs. Oh, yes, that's true. Although later in the series, he will be referred to as Rocco Barufi Mm. and will be played by Ken Lerner. Oh, okay. Mm. Cool. All right. So you ready to fade in? I am ready to fade in. I am ready to fade in for the last time this season. Oh, Oh, shit. All right. So we fade in. Mm. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. That's happy music. Five, six, seven o'clock, ahead, rock, rock. <laughs> Nine, we start our story with proof that at some point during the night, Richie got laid. Uh, <laughs> Wait a second, what? Yeah, proof by the lay around his neck. Then you watched it, right? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. He was wearing something like that. <laughs> he walks his date, Helene Beasley. Oh, wait, sorry. Gloria to the door. Oh, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. Richie is awkward and even bumps his head on a planter hanging from the front porch. The two lovebirds smile awkwardly at each other. <laughs> Finally, Richie goes in for the kiss. And they called it puppy love. Oh, I guess they'll never know. 
I didn't know how much you wanted oh, okay. to play. But Pam's mom turns away, starts <laughs> twirling her hair and says, I really shouldn't kiss you. I mean, mm. it's our first date and I wouldn't want you to think I was too easy or aggressive. <laughs> it's very important that you respect me. Richie, just wanting that sweet, sweet taste of her bubble gum says, oh, I respect you and goes in for another attempt. And they called it puppy But is stopped again when Gloria, who I think has his number. No, nothing. The song. I Gloria. I, I think he has your number. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to see where you're going yeah. with it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Says, I make it a rule never to kiss a boy on a first date. <laughs> Richie looks disappointed and begins to turn away saying, oh, well, I can understand that. But Gloria quickly changes her mind saying, but in your case, I can make an exception. She takes out her gum and prepares. Richie puts his arms around Gloria, goes in for that nectar only a woman's kiss can provide. Mm. When he's interrupted again, Mm. this time by a radio announcer saying a passed ball is charged to Ray Cox. (laughs) (laughs) This time, Richie and Gloria get interrupted. Richie finally says... Excuse me. And walks over to his dad's car where we see his dad waiting. Hmm. So, yeah, I was going to be like, hey, do you know who that is? And <sighs> he plays uh, Helene Beasley. She Pam's looks like mom on The Office. She looks, well, Pam's second, uh, it's the second actress yes, to play her mom. the second actress. Um, yeah. She looks like, she, to me, she looks like she's about 13. Oh, I don't. Like, think how old so. do you think? How old do you think she is in this? Oh, good question. Because I'm um, really bad. I'm admittedly bad at telling people's age. Yeah. Like, to me, she doesn't look a day older than my 13-year-old daughter. Do you know how old she actually is in this episode? Yeah, I looked it up, yeah. Okay. Um, I would guess, <clears throat> I would say probably, I don't know, 1920. Yeah, at the time of this release, she was 19. Okay. So, <clears throat> I was so, like, Bullshit. <laughs> we call him bullshit again, yeah. right? Um, so, sorry, I have a quick little story for you. Um, this was unplanned. I'm sorry, it's off script. But um, I, I do. I went out on a date with this one girl one time, and me and her were hitting it off really well. Things were going good, and then it was at the end of the night, and um, she's like, um, "We just said goodnight. Didn't do anything physical or anything, and I left." And later I was texting. I was like, oh, you know, I was like, hey, I, you know, I wanted to kiss you at the door. And she's like, oh, I don't kiss on the first date. I'm very old fashioned, you yeah. know. And then I was like, okay. <laughs> Which earlier that night, she had just got done telling me a story about how she went to a concert and met. I don't know if you're familiar with the band Chevelle. <laughs> but she met like the lead singer of Chevelle and was making out with him back- backstage. Well, that wasn't a but date yet, tech. That was a concert. Oh, well, yeah. hey, I should have taken her to a concert. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish she wasn't a liar. What, what's her full name? I don't remember her full name. I remember her first name is Summer. Summer? Okay. Yeah. Sounds like Summer is more like winter. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's okay. an ice cold bitch. <laughs> 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 yeah, next thing you know, she'll be she'll be saying stuff like, <laughs> "Can you repeat the question?" <laughs> <sighs> Can I talk to Jimmy on the phone? So, anyways, uh, I'm not better. 
<laughs> no, it's only been like what thirty something years since that mm. day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <clears throat> scene a two. Richie leans into the car and says, "Dad." But Howard, who's the type that's hip, happening and now says, "Oh, Richard, you just take your time. I'm listening to the last ending of the Braves game." Richie says, "Dad." It's kind of tough being romantic with you and the Milwaukee Braves just a few feet away. Howard, in cool dad mode, looks and says, Oh, what's the bitch, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Howard says, I thought I was doing you a favor by picking the two of you up. Rich argues his point some more, saying, Even if I couldn't borrow the car, I'd at least like to be able to say goodnight to my date. Howard, understanding he's blocking during a baseball game. Mm-hmm. If- you know what I mean? Uh-huh. He says, oh, I get you. Okay, okay. He shuts off the radio and says, look, I'll tell you what. I'll just lean over here to the other side of the car and pretend like I'm looking for something in the golf compartment. Okay? <laughs> Shut up, man. Says, trying to find something. <laughs> okay, Dad. And goes to walk away. But then before Howard says, oh, Richard, I respect her, too. <laughs> I'd fuck her, too. <laughs> I respect that ass. (laughs) Howard then begins to pretend to look for something, saying, let's see, wonder where my Phillips (laughs) screwdriver is. (laughs) As Richie and Gloria get comfortable on the patio furniture, we hear Howard saying, street map of Milwaukee. (laughs) Last year's car registration. (laughs) Finally, Richie leans in, puts his arm around Mama Beasley. Hell yeah. And goes in for that smoochy smooch. But it's cut off again when the light inside the house comes on. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Gloria gets nervous and says, oh, not here. My father can see us. Richie gets up in frustration and begins to walk away, but not before once again hitting his head on the plant. The couple stands thinking for a second. Finally, Richie says, you know... This is kind of like trying to make out on the 50-yard line of the Chicago Bears game. (laughs) Gloria, not taking any shit, says, Well, it's not my fault your father had to pick us up for the dance. Ooh, damn. Mm Mm-hmm. You should get your own car. We then hear Howard excitedly says, Two sticks of chlorophyll gum? What? That's what it said. Two sticks of chlorophyll gum. (laughs) (laughs) I like he was just talking about the different shit in his <laughs> compartment. He's <laughs> like, here's my rag and chloroform. Chloroform. <laughs> Here, here's your mom's underwear. <laughs> Rich, now giving up, says, maybe we should just forget the whole thing. Gloria, seeing her Richard, a.k.a. Dick, begin to walk away, says, oh, no, no, no. Hey, hey we can. Richie here. We're out of the way of the porch light here. Howard pipes up again with green stamps. <laughs> Rich not believing what he's hearing asks, this spot's okay? Gloria smiles and says, yeah. The couple just stare at each other, happy they can finally have that goodnight kiss they both want. Well, Richie wants anyway. <laughs> Richie slowly puts his arm around Gloria and leans in. And they called it puppy love. <laughs> Oh, I guess never know. 
And then all of a sudden, Howard busts out with, oh, here's my pet elephant. <laughs> Which, of course, makes Gloria laugh. <laughs> she freaking loses it, too. It's she hilarious. Does it. Richard, who's not liking this at all, gets upset, asking, what's wrong? Gloria points and says, your father, he's so funny. <laughs> Rich, who's starting to realize that this isn't going as planned, says, his dad's purposely cock blocking. Oh, you know he is, yeah. It's fucked up. But also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Richie, who's starting to realize that, his, that this isn't going as planned, says, oh, yeah, he's a regular laugh riot. Richie turns to Gloria and says, well, I'll tell you what. I'll see you tomorrow, Arnold's. Okay. Richie then leans in and gives Gloria a kiss on the cheek. Mm. Gloria gets an irritated look on her face as she puts her gum back in her mouth and says, Good night. I had a wonderful time. She opens the door and shouts, And thanks for respecting me. And walks inside. <sighs> yeah. Man, she looks so disappointed when, when Richie gave up. <laughs> <laughs> um what was up with all the respect stuff? Like, I don't understand. Like, like, what, did people talk like that back then? Like, was that really a thing back then? Like, well, this is supposed to be the fifties, right? So, right. No, I was like, if I kiss you, then I'll look like a slut, you know? Yeah. Like I've had girls ask me like, what is it specifically you like about me? Like, what? Like, why do you, yeah. that's what? weird. That um, is weird. Yeah. Like, I've had girls ask me that weird question too. Like, why are you with me? But what, I mean, is, what is, is this what you like about me? Is this one of those things where like she really, really wanted to make out, but she didn't want to look like a slut? And that's why she's like, no, I don't want to, but maybe I will. But no, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, I think so. But I also had the feeling like she really didn't want to make out with them. I don't okay. know. Hmm. Any of the ladies out there, like email us and let us know what's going on with this. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, I haven't. Mama Beasley. Now, granted, I haven't dated a tremendous amount of girls. And and no guys. I'm just it just came out weird. Um so yeah. So yeah, ladies write in and tell us what's going on. Is Richie Cunningham is that Pam's dad? Oh shit, maybe it is. Wait, does Pam know her dad? Um I thought Michael Scott was gonna be her stepdad for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And this was now. this was his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyways, scene yeah. scene three. Back at the Cunningham residence, everyone mm. is in the kitchen when Howard asks, "What's the matter? You didn't like the way I drove you home tonight?" Mm -hmm. Richie says, "Dad, you don't understand. I'm like a social outcast without my own car. Did you ever try walking your girl five miles to Arnold's, mm. or or walking a girl into a drive-in? People <laughs> stare a lot." And I'm tired of having my father have to take me home from dances all the time. It's like double dating with my babysitter. Mm -hmm. Howard gets defensive saying, I don't drive you home all the time. Richard starts up again saying, oh, sure. <laughs> Once in a while, I can borrow the car or else I have to double date with Ralph or Potsy or anybody else. I'm not independent. It's cramping my style. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Richie dramatically turns and leans on the counter as Howard looks at his wife and sarcastically says, I'm cramping his style, Marion. <laughs> Marion speaks up and says, well, maybe Richard's right, dear. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> we could use a second car. Mm -hmm. There are just so many times that I could use a lift somewhere. 
you know, because she ain't allowed to drive. <laughs> Richie flies over and puts his arm around his mom saying, mom's right, you know. Howard glares mm. at Richie, then points at Marion and says, you know, somehow I knew you would agree with him. Howard thinks for a moment and says, all right, I'll tell you what I'll do. Just to make sure we get a decent second car, I'll put up $200 towards it. But it better not be anything like that heap you and Potsy tried to fix up last year. Hmm. Richard, who's now super happy, gives his mom the... What? He keeps saying Richard uh, every once in a while. That's is, what his parents call him. <laughs> no, which is fine. It's just funny. Um, Richie, who's now super happy, gives his mom the thank you look and says, Oh, no, 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 Dad. That's great. Thanks. Howard speaks up again and says, and you just remember that it's not your car. It's a Ooh, family shit. car. Mm-hmm. Richie, not listening and just happy he got his car, says, all right, dad. And listen, anytime you want to borrow it, just ask me for the keys. Hmm. Howard, with a look like he's about to scream, simply says, Marianne. Hmm. So this was kind of like watching the honeymooners. Because he does this big dramatic walk around the table. And at one point he's so close to the camera that it's like out of focus and blurry (laughs) (laughs) because he used to on the honeymooners, he would walk out really far and he would be, he would actually walk out of the light and he'd be dark for a second, you know, like Mm -hmm. shadows and stuff. So that kind of reminded me of the honeymooners a little bit, a little bit too close to the camera, a little (laughs) too close for comfort. Uh, I remember that show. You mentioned it last week too. Yeah. Weird. Scene four. At our favorite hangout, Arnold's, we see Richie along with Potsy and Ralph hanging out in a yellow car. We hear Potsy say, Hey, Ralph, how'd you make out with Sherry Remy, huh? But apparently Ralph needs to get his ass back to bed and wake up on the other side because he busts out with... Yeah, you're writing. You wrote that. I know. That's what's so great about it. <laughs> I forgot I put that in there. I'm like, it's just funny. Because <laughs> Ralph busts out with, listen, I'm tired of telling you guys about my love life. Shit. I only make out so I have something to tell you guys. I don't want to make out. I mean, I do because, you know, I mean, I like girls. <laughs> right? We, we all like, what? I don't I, have crabs. I'll show you if you want. <laughs> I started out by just kissing. It was nice, but no, it bored you. Then I started blowing in her ear. I felt silly, but I learned to live with it. And that bored you too. Next, I started getting hickeys. Hickeys hurt. Okay. My life's a blur of flashing teeth. (laughs) All this just to have something to talk about in this stupid parking lot. I can't stand it. I'm giving up, girls. That's it. Fuck this. I'm out. I'm out. You guys suck. No. no more ears, no more hickeys, no more second dick. No, he didn't say that. No, he didn't. But he wanted to. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. Richie nods and says, I think you struck out with Sherry Remy. <laughs> Guy, teenage guys are such assholes to each other. Like <laughs> Potsy then turns his attention to Richie asking, hey, you went out with Gloria last night. And I think she got your number. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's just just funny. Gloria, Gloria. Ralph turns around from pouting and says, 
Yeah. There's no sense asking him about it. His father drove him home. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Richie, who has a classifieds in his hand, says, yeah, and that's the last time that's going to happen. Ooh. And they're all like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally getting my own set of wheels. Richie then points to the classifieds and says, I got three possibilities right here. Potsy not giving any fucks ass. Can I borrow Saturday night? Richie looks at him like, check out this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And says, I didn't even get it yet. Ralph interrupts and asks, what kind are you getting, Rich? Richie thinks for a second and says, well, I'm not sure. My dad's putting up $200 towards the car, but it's kind of hard to find a good one for that kind of money. But just then he hears, all three look over and see Fonzie resting on his bike. Potsy looks at Richie and asks, What's with the Fonz? Ralph suggests, I don't know, maybe he has a bad cold. Fonzie lets out another, Psst, Cunningham, would you please get over here? <laughs> Ralph looks at Potsy and says, Let's go bug Marsha. Go ahead and make jokes. <laughs> See if I care. <laughs> <laughs> and they both just leave. Mm. They both just leave. Man, what's up with Ralph's stupid hat, man? Did you notice that? Fucking dumbass hat. <laughs> Isn't the hat you wear? Yeah. <laughs> um, is it? I mean, is it kind of a little bit gay talking about your love life with all your friends? Like, you mean like? No, I didn't really have a love life like this when I was a teenager. But do guys really talk about like? Oh, so like, did you get hard? Like, did you? Yeah, did yeah. you? Did you get all turned on and shit? Like, why would they? Why would guys talk like that? I do. Like so, what? Let me see. You got a chub going on? What's going on? Let's pull on your pants. Let's see. Well, who says that? No, I'm just making a joke. Oh, I mean, we don't talk about it like that. But yeah, I mean, hmm. you've never had conversations. Like, yeah, but they seem oh, really into it. Last night, and like, they seem like that's like the only action they get is their friends talking about what they did. Well, Ron is like, if you know Ron, Ron loves to hear stories like that. Really? He's like, he's like, I'm married, man. I just like, I just live vicariously through you. I love to hmm. hear all. He's big on details. Like, really? I want details, man. Details. Huh, okay. Yeah. That just seems yeah, weird he wants to me. to hear all the details. But I do like Fonzie's motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. I didn't really, couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. Apparently it's, it's still, still more of a street bike. Right? It's in a private collection now. So it's still, it's still around. It still exists. It's kind of a small bike. Isn't it? It's like a, if it, if I had to guess, it's probably like a 450. I haven't looked it up, but that's what it seems yeah. like. But, um, I hate hickeys. Like hickeys kind of freak me out on other people or on yourself. <laughs> I've only had like two hickeys in my entire life. Is it one of those things where you say, Oh God, get away from me. No, seriously, get away from me. Ooh, gross. You have a hickey on you. <laughs> no, I'm just like, because I have like this whole, I don't know if you want to call it OCD thing about like proper blood flow. And I feel like hickeys like mess with that. <laughs> and so it freaks me out. I've only had two hickeys in my life. And the first one I got was from my wife that passed away only because we were having this conversation. I said, I've never had a hickey, but they freaked me out. And she's like, why? And I told her. And then so she immediately jumps on my neck and straight. I'm like, stop, 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 stop. You know? You're going <laughs> to kill me. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, ah, you start slapping in the face and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. All right. Scene five. Richie walks over to the Fonz, who's mm-hmm. laying on his bike with a girl by his side taking care of him. He <laughs> says, you wanted to talk to me, Fonzie? Fonzie, still irritated that he had the pst twice, says, hey, don't you know that pst? It's a cool way of calling a guy. 
<laughs> Richie asks, the fuck would you want to call a guy for? <laughs> no, just kidding. You just make him pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Richie says, no, I didn't know that. Fonzie comes back with some tood and says, <laughs> yeah, well, you know it now, huh? Hey, listen, <laughs> I hear you want to buy yourself a heap, huh? Richie trying to play it cool says in a relaxed tone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Richie then awkwardly glances at the girl, then leans in and says, you got to have wheels if you want to make out with chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, Fonzie immediately gets defensive and asks, hey, what? Do I give up my love life when I bought my bike? Richie, not at all wanting to offend the Fonz, says, oh, no, Fonzie, but uh, but I'm not like you. I've got to have four wheels. <laughs> Fonzie agrees and says, yeah, at least four. <laughs> just that chuckling does just had me roll it. I had to watch this shit like three times. <laughs> like laughs at his own jokes. Like, <laughs> God, that shit made me laugh. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> Fonzie agrees you saying, like a, what's you like your 18 wheeler <laughs> Fonzie agrees saying yeah at least four and then chuckles at his own joke like he needs a car with training wheels um, he goes on saying <laughs> yeah I won this tough set of wheels in a drag race I'll sell them to you Richie asks won it in a drag race Fonzie explains yeah I raced this nerd for his car registration it burned out his motor Richie puts his hands in his pocket and nervously says, well, I don't think my dad is too keen on burned out motors. He's kind of funny about things like that. <laughs> Fonzie, not believing he's having to explain this shit, says Cunningham. I replaced the motor. <clears throat> it's got to be one of the sharpest heaps in town. Richie, still nervous, says, well, I don't think he's interested in sharp heaps. I mean, what he has in mind is kind of a second family car. Fonzie stops that shit quick with a ho, 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 ho. If the Fonz works on it, it's no second. It's numero uno. Mm, shit. <sighs> What's up with this chick standing next to the Fonz? She's, ta- she's taking care of him because he's sick. <laughs> she's, you know, like, she's like just nursing him, handing him like pills. Mm-hmm. Like- yeah, because she's like fluffing pillows and shit like that. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah. how he got a pillow on his bike, but. Well, she probably brought it. <laughs> yeah. But once again, when he said at least four, that shit cracked me up. Just the, his delivery on it was perfect. Um, <laughs> does this girl at all look familiar to you? Which one? The the nurse? Yeah. I didn't really pay much attention to her. Do you remember the episode of the Brady Bunch where Marsha had that nerdy friend and she she like spruced her up and taught her how to do makeup and hair and then Greg and Peter wanted to get in her pants? And then the girl ended up beating Marsha for some kind of like thing at school that all the kids voted on. I think so. It's not her, <laughs> but it's one of those bitches she was talking to in the courtyard talking shit about Marsha. Oh. So if you scroll down to the bottom of the notes, mm-hmm. the girl in the green. Oh, how did you IMDb? I guess just no. You, I just recognize you like you don't recognize that shit. <laughs> it looks just like her. No, no. She only has like four credits. <laughs> And one of them is the Brady Bunch. So, oh, okay, yeah, it oh, did a nice. little detective work to figure out who the fuck um, Suzanne or who Molly was. I don't know who Molly was. No, it's who Suzanne was because Molly is the girl that she argues with, and Suzanne, ironically, is the girl's first name. I did try to look her up. She after in like seventy two was the last thing she did. No, 
this was 74. So I think this might've been the last thing she did acting wise. And she's not on any social media or anything. So I tried to contact her. Such a memorable performance here. I mean, I tried to contact her. I mean, I was going to contact her, see if she wanted to do a show, but I couldn't find her. So I apologize. Um, (laughs) If he won the registration, doesn't that mean he just won the license plate? (laughs) Well, I think it's not necessarily the registration, but it's like the title. Well, he specifically says the registration. Oh, I don't know. Later on in the show, they say title. But at this point, he says registration. Um, But this is, I bring this up again. Like, is this, is this what I was like growing up and not drinking at all or anything? Like, was I like, was I all nerdy and shit like this? No. Okay, cool. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Man, Opie Cunningham, he's such a fucking shitty friend to Fonzie. You know what I mean? Like, because Fonzie tries to help him. And in other episodes I've seen, like, Fonzie's always there for him, like, either protecting him, giving him advice and and just... And Richie just always doubts him and always like, you know what I mean? He's such a shitty friend to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't think so? I mean, how is he shitty here? Well, because like Fonzie's trying to help. Like he, he doubts every single thing that Fonzie says. Oh, well, like, he automatically assumes that the thing's a piece of shit. He's not interested in it. <laughs> well, he like, told him, he was like, hey, I got a car. He wanted that he got blew his motor. He's like, well, I'm, I think my dad wants a working motor. Yeah, but does he really think that Fonzie's going to sell some shitty car that he can't drive? Like, he's not that kind of friend. Like, <laughs> he never has been. So, yeah. he just doubts his intention, and he has that fucking cocky little attitude, and I just want to punch him in the face because he's a fucking <laughs> shitty friend. So... <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> that note's awkward. <laughs> See, scene six. We're now treated to a close-up of a car that reads Love Bandit. Oh, shit. That was my nickname in high school. Not really. And speaking of, like, going back to the office, remember one of uh, um, Angela's cats was named Bandit? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> she looks pretty much the same. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Angela Kinsey? Yeah. Who'd you think oh, I was talking about? Oh, I was talking about the cat bandit. Oh, like, yeah, she looks pretty much the same. Like, have you seen the cat bandit recently? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this one's called Garbage because they found him in the garbage. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> the camera pans up to show Fonzie laying on it. Oh, the car. Not sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounding like he has a cold. He says, No, this is a family car. <laughs> For a very, very cool family, of course. Richie jumps on the hood, claps his hands, and shouts, Why, it's Grease Lightning! (laughs) (laughs) Richie, (laughs) nervous again. Okay, it's a fucking surprise. (laughs) And says, I don't think my father would go for it. Fonzie sits up and says, Of course he would. Cunningham, just look at that chrome. This has got a lowered back fuel injection. Huh? A super blower plus dual exhaust? Huh? This car could be systematic. <laughs> Hydromatic. Ultramatic. Why well, could be Grease Lightning? A very, very cool car indeed, Cunningham. I want to tell you that James Dean's father probably owned one just like this. Richie shakes his head and says, It's a terrific car, but Fonzie, my father's idea of being cool is leaving the top button open on a sports shirt. Mm. I don't think you'd go for a car called Love Bandit. Just then, Fonzie takes out aspirin. Richie asks, are you going to take any water with those? Fonzie scoffs and asks, 
With aspirin? Huh. Only nerds take water with aspirin. Mm. Not the fods. I mean, that's like eating and waiting a half hour before you go swimming. But as soon as Richie has his back turned, we can tell that Fonz is struggling to take the pills. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really funny. (laughs) He continues, Cunningham, let me tell you, owning this heap will probably be your old man's dream come true. Richie corrects him saying, owning a DeSoto was his dream come true. But the Fonz, not taking no for an answer, says, well, let's let him decide. We just drive it over there and show him. Richie, now inspired, says, okay, the worst thing that could happen is he says no. But Fonzie kills the mood when he says, yeah, but in a minute, I just got to get a little water. (laughs) Richie snickers at the Fonz needing water, but holds in the I told you so. When the Fonz looks at him and says, it kind of flaked in my throat when I was eating some ass. (laughs) Print. (laughs) But... Must be defective aspirin as he throws that shit on the ground. I threw it on the ground. Hmm. <laughs> so what's the point of the fonts having a cold? Like what? I was going to ask the same exact question. Yeah, like why throw that in there? What's the point? I mean, it's a prop they got to get. It's a girl that was added to the show for what? Like there had to have been another storyline that they deleted that they edited out. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. I was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah. I was like, what's the point? Because later he doesn't have a cold anymore. <laughs> right. I was okay. like, what was the point of the whole cold? And thing he almost then? like cracks a joke like, oh, I guess I don't have a cold anymore. Okay. <laughs> um, unless he actually had a cold and they were trying to write into the show. Um, yeah. Uh, that car looks kind of dumb. Like that blower looks really stupid. It kind of looks dumb <laughs> without a hood. Homemade. <laughs> yeah. Like the thing on the back. I'm like, that's, that's just dumb. Like it's, I don't know. I thought it was really funny when he was. <laughs> When he swallowed the pill, he's like, you need mm-hmm. water with that? And he's like, I'm the fucking Fonz, bitch. I don't need water. Exactly, yeah. And then he's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. See, Savon. Back at the Cunningham house, we see Howard looking at the car. And, of course, raising his voice, saying, now look, Fonzie. This is not something that a grown man drives. Mm. It's more like something that a, a, a little kid pedals. Oh, shit. Marion steps in to try to smooth things over, saying, you see, we were thinking of using it as a second family car. Howard, yelling again, says, if I wanted a car this bad, I'd shit in my hand and drive that to save money. No, <laughs> I just thought that'd be funny if you said it. No, he says, if I wanted a car like this, we would have bought a circus wagon. I do not want this car, and that's final. Mm. Fonzie, unfazed, says, I see you're undecided. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you talk about it amongst yourselves. And I'm going to move way, way over here so that I don't cause any undue influence. As Fonzie moves to the back of the car towards the garage, Joni walks around the car to meet him. She holds out something and says, you want to hold Gertrude? Fonzie, unsure what she's talking about, turns to see what she means. It's weird that she had her hand in her pants. (laughs) (laughs) Stops and immediately gets uncomfortable saying, hey, I don't like to hold rats. Joni corrects him saying, it's a hamster. Fonzie, now visibly uncomfortable, just says, yeah. Back at the Cunningham family, (laughs) Howard raises his voice again. Okay, it's a fucking surprise. (laughs) And says, nobody listens to me. I'm not going to ride something named Love Bandit. 
<laughs> Marion speaks up and says, you didn't seem to mind that last night. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dad. <laughs> Howard says, I mean, who knows what went on in this car? Richie suddenly wanting this car now says, Dad, we could erase it. Howard just puts his hands on his hip and rolls his eyes. Richie climbs into the driver's seat and says, Dad, you're never going to get a car this good for the money. Fonzie just put a new motor in it. He just got through fixing up the transmission. This car's loaded with extras. Howard, not giving a fuck and sticking to his gun, says, I don't need any fucking extras. Mm. He points to the engine and says, a rocket doesn't need those kind of extras. Richie, now with Marion sitting in the, in the car with him, says, we'll take them off. The car has good pickup. You'll get good gas mileage. It runs like a clock. Howard yells back saying, terrific, then hang it on the wall, but don't put it in the garage. Mm. Finally, Marion, who's been taking all this in and knows how to manipulate Howard, says, well, <laughs> maybe if it was a different color, like, say, blue. <laughs> I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Sound like you're... <laughs> <laughs> is it like your sleeper agent code word for <laughs> blues your favorite color howard <laughs> howard starting to slowly soften rolls his eyes and takes a deep breath richie continues saying yeah dad a nice dignified shade of family blue <laughs> you know the color of tax balls after last week's episode uh-huh <laughs> no yeah. nothing okay yeah i read that even ozzy nelson drives a blue car and you like Ozzy. Howard likes Ozzy. <laughs> Howard, now completely calm and starting to look like a little boy getting a present, says, well, I mean, maybe I could live with that, but quickly mm. gets back on guard saying, but no shiny things, no vroom. Richie calls out to Fonzie, who's trying his hardest to stay away from Joni's stinky, furry gerbil. Oh, yeah, daddy. Walks over. <laughs> walks over as Richie quickly says... <laughs> Who keeps pushing in his face to touch? <laughs> come on, just come on, just just put one finger on it. <laughs> oh yeah, daddy. <sighs> Richie quickly says, "Dad said he'll get the car if you'll paint it blue." The fawn stretches out his arms and says, "For you, a mere thirty bucks extra." Howard reluctantly says, "All right, I'll get a check." but a nice respectable blue and the only flakes i want on it is my arms when i'm humping your mom <laughs> what get flex I remember that line flex like flex <laughs> yeah flex no. yeah no just kidding no flex no specs and no funny names on it oh shit new paint job for 30 bucks dang yeah, that's, that's not bad good. that's like mako prices <laughs> um i thought it was a nice car I mean, the the car itself without all that stupid shit on it. Um, the name on the back was dumb. The scoop looked really, really, really stupid. Um, yeah. And it was missing the hood. But other than that, I thought it went bad. I thought it was pretty nice. Yeah, when he took all the shit off and then painted yeah. blue, I thought it was really nice. But it was no green hornet. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. 
Scene eight. Now back at Fonzie's shop, we see Richie and he's reacting to the car saying, Fonzie, this is really terrific. You know, it looks better than I thought it was going to without all the extras and everything. Fonzie says, hey, in automotive circles, I'm known as the Picasso with a spray gun, huh? Mm. Just then Fozzie, Fozzie, (laughs) (laughs) just then Fonzie's boss comes walking over and asks, uh, this is your day off, Fonzie. How about some work? Mm. Fonzie gets an attitude and says, oh yeah, I love you too, Happy. I was just about to check this guy's oil pan, okay? As his boss walks away, we hear him say, if he wasn't such a genius with a monkey wrench. As he walks away, we see a police officer walking in asking, hey, Happy, you got a minute? Happy stops, smiles, and asks, why? You want to tell me your life story, Marlo? Ooh, damn. Mm-hmm. Marlo says, look, I just want you to be on the lookout for a hot car. Happy says, I ain't seen it. Besides, I'm on my lunch hour. I don't talk business. But Marlo says, come on. It's a 52 red Ford convertible. License plate F7193. As Marlo reads this off, Richie looks down at the license plate, seeing that it's the plate the officer is looking for. Happy gets upset and says, I ain't seen it. He then holds his stomach and says, I can't eat lunch. What? I don't I didn't get that either. <laughs> when Marlo apologizes, Happy says, Oh, come on. I'll give you a cup of coffee. Happy then puts his arm around Marlo and says, I make a rotten coffee. <laughs> <laughs> As they walk past the car, we see Richie sitting on the ground in front of the car, blocking the plate, pretending to polish it. Mmm. Mmm. It's funny. Richie had a, a Mr. Rogers sweater on. That was kind of funny. <laughs> It was like a Letterman sweater. Yeah. So why couldn't he eat? I don't understand. Was he like oh, so upset that he couldn't eat? Like, See what you did? See what you did? I can't fucking eat now. Great. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to starve well, to death uh, now. Great. Who said that? Marlo or no, Happy? Happy did. Hmm. He should try a cold cut combo. <laughs> no, come. From Subway? Yeah, because Happy Gilmore. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I do like cold cut combos. Talk about a hole in one. So this is where we take our next break. Mm -hmm. So Opie Cunningham got himself a nice set of wheels. But although his car may be hot, it may actually be hot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Will he drive off into the sunset or be somebody's prison bitch? Oh, shit. He would be. Mm. We will be back. comic book fan? We've got a few questions for you. Were you obsessed with X-Men as a kid? Did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of Superman in the black poly bag? Did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves? Then have we got the show for you. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, 
comments and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind the scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation in our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more. You'll get mini episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. That's gotta be one of the longest breaks we've ever taken, man. Holy I shit! I think we were off for hours. Like we we went to the park together. We ran on the <laughs> beach holding hands. Like we did all kinds of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever owned a convertible? Um. No, I don't think so. Have did no. you ever ride in my convertible? When did you have a convertible? I lived. I had a uh, a 1984 um, white. Uh, Ford Mustang uh, 20th anniversary edition. What? When the hell did you have this? Uh, when I worked at Ron Jones. What? <laughs> <laughs> when I worked at... No. <laughs> I don't remember. It's, obviously, this is when I was also in the Navy. Yeah. Before I moved back. But it was nice. It had red red leather interior. It was white on the outside. It was pretty nice. What? And the, what happened to it? Well, I ended up selling it. I didn't want it anymore. But the best thing about having a convertible... Is yeah. it forces you to keep your car clean <laughs> because as soon as you lower that top down, all your garbage goes flying <laughs> and then you're littering. So it forces you to keep yeah. your, your, your car clean. It's kind of neat. I had a buddy that had this old, old, I don't even know what kind of car, but it was like a classic car. Hmm. And I don't mean like a classic muscle car. This is like an old, like a car, like a rich person would drive around in like an old convertible. Right. Like you would see like somebody would wear like the goggles and the scarf driving. Oh, like, like a little MG or something? I don't know, but <clears throat> he had one of those kind of cars. Like an Alfa Romeo? And it was a convertible. And everywhere he went, if he had the top down, he would leave the top down. Like on purpose. Like if he was parked somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why do you always leave the top down on the car? He's like, he said, because if anybody wants to break into the car, I don't want them cutting into my roof. Was he from California? No. Oh, okay. He's like, because that roof is expensive as hell. Mm. <laughs> He's like, and I would rather them, if they want something, just reach in and get it. I don't mm. want them cutting into the ragtop. Like, That's like, because that's a problem oh. out in California. I was watching something about it and they were saying, uh, it was a Mark Rubber video. And they were saying that a lot of people will roll down their windows and actually leave their tailgate or their trunk open just so that <laughs> people can see that they don't have, because what they do is they shatter one of the side windows to release mm. the, the, the back seats to, to fold forward. To see yeah. if there's anything in the trunk, and if there is, then they, then they break into the car and say. But they're going to break your window regardless, just to see if it's worth breaking into. So what a lot of hmm. people do is they just leave the back seats folded down or the trunk open. That way they can see <laughs> that there's nothing worth stealing. <laughs> That's so, yeah. funny. 
Yeah. But they do sell alarms with what's called a microwave sensor. At least they used to be called microwave sensors. I don't know what they use now. It's like a proximity sensor so that you yeah. can have a convertible. And if somebody breaks that field, your alarm will go off. Hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, but I liked having a convertible. I like having a, a motorcycle better, but I really, a motor, like what I tell people is um, the difference between a, a convertible and a motorcycle is like the difference between a regular roller coaster and an inverted roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a regular roller coaster, you're on top of the track, you feel pretty, you know, pretty open, but not that open. But an inverted roller coaster are the kind that's below the track and you swing back and forth. That's, to me, that's mm-hmm. the difference between a convertible and a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I would never own a convertible because I don't even like sunroofs. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. I would love to have another convertible. The only problem is the tops only last a couple of years. At least when I owned one, the, co- the, the tops only last two or three years down here in Florida. Then you got to buy hmm. another one. And at the time, they were like $800 to replace the top. Mine had the glass window and not the plastic window, so it was a little bit more expensive. But yeah, I miss having a convertible. I miss it a lot. Hmm. Can't believe I got rid of that Mustang. It was a nice car. I can't believe I didn't know you owned it. Yeah, it had the infamous 3.8 liter the V6 in it. Same one that was in the LTD. The same one that was in all the V6. Is that the one that Vanilla Ice raps about? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a 5.0. Yeah, that's an eight cylinder. Hmm. Because he was rolling in this 5.0. Yeah. It's rack top down so his hair can blow. Girly, the girlies were on standby waiting just to say hi. Did you stop? No, he just drove by. I kept on pursuing to the next stop. I bust a left and I'm heading to the next block. The block was dead, yo. So I can shoot you through A1A. He's trying to <laughs> so stupid. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I know that's how you felt when you were like, in, like driving on the thing. You're like, I feel, I feel and look just like fucking vanilla ice. Hell yeah. And it's funny because everybody thought it was such a nice car, but the fact of the matter is it didn't run very good. <laughs> <laughs> but it really was a nice car. If I, if I would have, if I would have known that what I know now, like that car would be amazing, but that's okay. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. All right. 35 years still learning shit. Yeah, right. I don't know how that's possible. All right. So you're ready to, to cruise back into this. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when we left off, Richie had just come into possession of a nice convertible that may be stolen. Hmm. Is it stolen? Mm. Is he going to jail? Mm. Is that actually Mr. Rogers' sweater? Mm. Well, let's find mm. out. Let's get back into this. Okay. Scene nine. Richie, still standing in Fonzie's garage, stands in front of the car, panicking, yelling, Fonzie! Fonzie, who pops up from behind the car, runs up to Richie. Richie says, you sold me a stolen car. Fonzie gets defensive, saying, I didn't know it was stolen. And if I knew it was hot, I would have given it to you for a lot less. Believe me. Hmm. Richie, who's freaking out, says, oh, terrific. What am I going to tell my father? Dad, you remember that car that you lent me the money for? Well, (laughs) it's a stolen car. Fonzie, realizing his boss may have heard Richie, says, Cunningham, would you please come over here? Sorry, would you please come over here? (laughs) After dragging Richie to the side, he says, look, first, I didn't know the heap was hot. Second, don't worry. And third, I know how to handle these kind of things. Richie looks to Fonzie for guidance, asks, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Fonzie replies, I don't know. Just give me a minute to think about it. Richie gets an idea, hesitates, but asks Fonzie, why don't you just give me the money back? Fonzie says, can't do it. Richie pleads his case, saying, we could get arrested with this car. Fonzie explains, look, 
I just used the money to pay off the rest of my bike. Richie, daring to get upset at Fonzie, rolls his eyes and says, oh, Fonzie. Fonzie looks at him and says, hey, do that again, but slower and with more feeling. <laughs> and arch your back like Tack at a swim meet. <laughs> no, Fonzie snaps at Richie asking, hey, you got something against my bike? Mm. Richie quickly gets defensive saying, no, no, it's a great bike. It's cool. It's not even stolen. Mm-hmm. The Fonz gets an idea and says, tell you what, I'll get in touch with the guy I won the car from and see what we can work out. Just don't sweat it. Richie, trying to calm himself down, says, all right, okay, I'll, uh, I'll leave everything to you. If anything happens, I'll be at my house, okay? As Richie starts to walk away, Fonzie gives him another psst, points and says, hey, you forgot your car. Richie shakes his head and says, oh, no, 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 no. You see, I I could get in trouble. I could get arrested for driving this car. Fonzie, not budging, says, well, you can't leave it here. You see, my boss has this thing about people leaving hot cars lying around. Mm -hmm. Richie thinks quickly, leans into Fonzie and says, why don't you take it back to your house, huh? Fonzie says, because I don't live in a house. I live in an apartment. Richie, not seeing his point, says, well, just take it there. Fonzie explains, my bike's already there. Richie, not seeing the point, asks, so? Fonzie, Mm. losing his shit, says, so? So? My my, my living room ain't that big. Richie, starting to feel defeated, asks, haven't you got any place you can take it? Fonzie snaps his fingers, smiles, and says, I got an idea. My sinuses might be clearing up. He pulls Richie to the side and says, the car's already a different color, right? Fonzie picks up a can of paint and says, so I do a little work on the license plates and no one will ever know that you're driving a hot car. Richie starts to freak out again, saying, that's no good. Fonzie gets frustrated at Mr. Square and asks, (laughs) how do you know? You haven't seen it yet. Richie asks Fonzie, what are you going to do? Fonzie holds up the paint can and says, a little painting by the numbers. Richie follows Fonzie to the front of the car because, you know. Who gives a shit about the back license plate? You know? mm-hmm. It says, listen, Fonz, I got a terrific idea. Why don't you and I just go to the police and we'll tell them the whole thing. But it's cut off by Fonzie who grabs a sweater, pulls him down to the level and asks, are you crazy? Do they ever believe kids? Huh? Especially 38 year old kids. <laughs> <laughs> you want a JD card? This obviously scares Richie as he shakes his head and says, no. Fonzie continues saying, no, then drive it home, leave it in the garage and wait till I get things under control, huh? And for fuck's sake, please try to stay cool. Fonzie thinks out loud and says, boy, that's good. I'm telling him to stay cool. Hmm. We then fade out on Fonzie's paintbrush as he changes the license plate. Hmm. But only the front one. <clears throat> well, I'm sure he gets to the back too. No. Can't be in both places. We don't see it. <laughs> I guess the cameraman want to break then. <laughs> um, I, I liked this scene for some reason. I, I thought it was yeah. pretty good. I thought both of them were really good actors, and I thought it was, I don't know, it was just done well. It's a good dynamic. Huh? Mm-hmm. See that shit? Mm-hmm. Um, I love the dichotomy. Yeah. Boy, Richie is such a pussy, man. He's annoying the shit out of me. Um, I mean, well, I mean, I can get why he's a little nervous. But I mean, all he's doing is driving home. Like, and what the fuck does he have against bikes? <laughs> I don't know, Fonzie. Does it sound like he has something against bikes? He doesn't have anything against bikes. Um, 
But Fonzie does have a lot of pent up anger, man. What the f- <laughs> And this is where I say it's it's hard to believe it's the same guy from Waterboy, but it is it's it is hard to believe it's the same guy from Waterboy. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Fonzie has a lot of pent up anger. Why is he so like defensive about his motorcycle? I mean, me and you aren't like that. Somebody- no, no, look at me! I'm the Waterboarder. I mean, so, I have motorcycles, and I'm not like what the fuck? What you have shit against motorcycle? Like I don't say that. So, <laughs> and I got more than he does. So. Mm, and you've written a lot more. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. jumped any sharks. Maybe that's one. That's probably it. Yeah. Scene 10. We fade back in to see the license plate complete and pretty convincing. As Richie sits, freaking out and staring off into space, Fonzie whistles loud and gestures to the plate, saying, Perfect. Richie takes away the compliment, asking, What if it rains? <laughs> means that's what you sound like Cunningham <laughs> Fonzie gets annoyed saying Cunningham it'll be all right I didn't do it in watercolors you know no one will ever know Richie still panicking says I'll know <laughs> that is the dumbest shit ever it is yeah sorry Fonzie getting frustrated says will you give your conscience a day off I know what I'm doing somehow this is enough to convince Richie as he says all right. Okay, I'll drive it home when it's dark and my parents are asleep. I mean, what can happen between here and there? The Fonz agrees, saying, Sure, the chances against you getting picked up are two to one. Both men chuckled to convince themselves, but soon realize that they haven't really solved anything. And two to one odds are not very good. No. So just take the plate off and tell the cop you just purchased it. You know what I mean? If you, if you, if you, if you take that, because you can do that in Florida. Like if you have the bill of sale, you can drive without a plate. So just take the plate off, drive it home, and if the cop pulls on, be like, "I just bought it." I don't, because they're not gonna, you're not gonna get the plates from the guy you bought it from. That's not how it works, right? So. Yeah. yeah. Um. But as soon as the lights hit those license plates, <laughs> it's gonna look all exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know the old license plates because my son collects license plates. The old license plates didn't have that reflective part on it, so it may oh. not. The older ones may not have. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Scene 11. Soon it's nighttime and we see Richie driving the car out of Fonzie's shop. But before he can drive away, we see a girl stop and yell, Hi, Richie. Hmm. Richie looks and says, Gloria, I think I got your number. (laughs) Gloria. I think they got the alias, Gloria, that you've been living under, Gloria, but you really don't remember. Was it something that I said? Are there voices in your head calling Gloria? No? All right. Gloria, what is wrong with you, Cunningham? (laughs) Gloria asks, is that your car? Richie really wanted to leave, but getting sucked into those sweet, sweet Gloria lips says, yeah, this is it. You like it? Gloria, looking like Tack finally seeing a swim meet after a long summer break, says, Ah, I love it. Hey, let's take a drive. Richie trying to get out of this says, Well, it's you know, it's kind of late. what what about your friends? Gloria smiles and says, Oh, they'll understand. (laughs) Richie tries to explain his way out, but all that comes out is, well, actually, see, I was I was on my way home. Gloria turns mm. on the charm and says, oh, well, 
it's sort of be like our second date. And I kiss better on the second dates. <laughs> Richie feeling his own motor starting to run. Thinks for a moment and says, well, mm. maybe a short drive. Hop in. Gloria excitedly mm. hops in. Damn. Yeah. Her. It's, I, I found myself thinking this is kind of fucked up because she didn't want much to do with him before he had a car. Mm hmm. And now all of a sudden, like, you know, I don't know. I know I had tons of chicks hitting on me when I had my Green Hornet. <laughs> I mean, do you remember all the all the chicks I got when I had the Green Hornet? There was. Um, yeah, well, totally. There was, I mean, okay, well, there was tons of chicks. I just don't remember their names right now. So I don't, I don't want to say it on air. Like, you know. And just by me, like, being your friend because like, of Hell it? yes. Like, I, between two of us, we were slaying. Hell yes. But, yeah, I don't want to put names out there exactly either. yeah 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 and no, we were trying to like, play it cool i'm like because you, you know you have to play it cool act like you're not interested yeah mm-hmm. so i waited till like I was, I was like 18 before i went on a date you know just i was really playing the long game so, <laughs> totally hell yeah and even when i started dating that girl it was like nine months into the relationship before we kissed yeah that's how you <laughs> that's how you play the long game yep yeah hell yeah hell yeah scene 12 Soon Richie is home and pulling in the garage. <laughs> Does he pull out too? Does he pull out? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there Richie. thinking, like, what's so funny about pulling in the garage? <laughs> Richie pulls in, looks around, and sighs in relief. Much to the disappointment of Gloria, who looks around and asks, uh, why are we parking in your garage? <laughs> Richie says, oh, this is where I always park. As Richie moves closer to Gloria, she asks, wouldn't it be more romantic up at Inspiration Point? Or somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Richie, not wanting to, not interested apparently, not wanting to drive around a lot, says, Oh, well, I, I think it's very romantic here. You know, like a liar. Glory mm-hmm. <laughs> asks, In your garage? Richie begins lying his ass off, saying, there are a lot of romantic things in this garage, mm. like like that ladder. <laughs> My parents use that ladder to elope. Gloria, not buying it, points out, that's a stepladder. <laughs> <laughs> but quick thinking, Richie says, My mother lived in a trailer. God. <laughs> Judgy Judgerson? Yeah, right. Judge much? Soon, Richie is leaning in for a little smoochy smoochy kissy withy. And they called it But Gloria pulls that shit away quick, asking, <clears throat> hey, what about your parents now? Richie smiles and says, oh, they're probably asleep. He's like, I don't, I don't do stuff with my parents. What? My parents <laughs> don't make out with me and other girls? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and Gloria, still nervous, asks, well, don't they ever come out here? Richie quips, no. They can always neck whenever they want. <laughs> <laughs> Richie watches Gloria begin to take her gum out of her mouth and leans in for a little lip on lip action. And they called it puppy love. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess never know. But it stopped again when Gloria quickly puts her gum back in her mouth and says, Richie, I think you better take me home. Mm. Richie, confused and probably a little disappointed in. Probably has uh, some sore balls. Asks, 
well, don't you want to go with me? Bitch Gloria says, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Can I talk to Tack? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you repeat the question? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Richie says, <laughs> we just got here. <laughs> Gloria says, I know, but I feel kind of funny about kissing in a garage. Richie thinks for a moment, sighs, and says, okay, I'll take you home. He then gets out. Walks around the car, opens Gloria's car door for her to get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Gloria gets upset, asking, are you going to drive me home? Richie looks at Gloria and says, guess ain't free. You haven't paid me a damn thing. Oh, shit. Uh Uh-huh. He then leans in close to her and says, you know another name for Richard? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you? Dick. Mm Mm-hmm. Richie says... Well, you live so close, and it's such a great night for a walk. Gloria is still upset, agrees, saying, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So I think I will take one. Alone. Oh, shit. Good night, Richie Cunningham. And she stomps out of the garage and out of Richie's life. Mm. But not before turning back to the camera, pointing and saying, now he's weird. <laughs> It's because she says that weird or weirdo or whatever she says. Yeah, yeah. You're weird or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a inside joke you can't know. Exactly, yeah. Um what's wrong with making on a garage? I don't know. When you and I did it, no one didn't seem to be a problem. <laughs> um why doesn't he just tell her the truth? She'd probably be all over him. It's, you know what I mean? Like if she <laughs> told him Okay, here's the truth. This car's this car's stolen. Like she would be all over that shit. Yeah, her panties would have dropped immediately. Yeah. <laughs> She'd been like, "What? We're in a stolen car right now. Nah. You have to fuck me in the stolen car." Yeah. Like Fonzie's trying to trying to get us out of it, but yeah, this car's actually stolen. <laughs> I can't drive it around too much, you know. Yeah, she'd be all over that shit. Yeah. I have the fuzz on me, you know. Yep. I have recently taken a lover. Well, that's great. Congratulations. Who's the lucky lady? Pam's mom. What? Pam's mom, Helene. You're messing with me. About what? You did not have sex with Pam's mom. Oh, big time. What kind of car does she drive? She drives a green camera, and the seats go all the way down. All the way down. Oh, my God. (laughs) But, man, what a bitch. Yes. Just a lot. Can you be the way you? Um, scene, <laughs> scene 13. Early the next morning, we see Richie asleep on one of his two beds in his room. When we hear Joni <laughs> saying, oh, we're taking Richie's car. Oh, yeah, daddy. <laughs> Richie hears this and wakes up yelling, you're taking my car? Don't touch my car. <laughs> what? <laughs> you touched my car. Sorry. Don't and- ever touch my car again. <laughs> <laughs> he sprints downstairs just in time to see Howard ready for the beach, complete with a towel around his neck, you know, while he's driving. <laughs> while Joni's sitting on top of the back seat instead of in the back seat with a white inflatable sea monster next to her. Joni's <laughs> wearing uh, some sunshades too. <laughs> Joni says, Dad, mom says I can take Charlie the sea serpent. Howard sternly says, No, too big. Oh, yeah, Dad. <laughs> Howard Sternly. What's that? 
Say Howard Sternly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's why I didn't even catch that. <clears throat> Joni, trying to reason with him, says, well, I'll let his air out. But Howard comes back with, then I'll only have to blow him back up again when we get to the beach and I'll be dizzy all day. Hmm. But before they can leave, Richie comes running out yelling, dad, dad, hold it. Hold it. Marion looks hmm. at Richie and says, Richard, you're still in your pajamas. Go get your bathing suit on. Richie cuts right to the chase saying, dad, we can't take this car. Howard, thinking he knows what's going on, says, now, Richard, if you're afraid about the new paint job, I'm sure it's dry. Richie tries another tactic saying, I'm sure it's dry too. No, no, it, it's not the paint, but well, I just used the car last night. <laughs> Howard gives a deadpan delivery saying, does it need a rest? <laughs> now, look, I thought we decided that we'd be driving my car during the week and yours on the weekend. Besides, I loaned the Finleys my car for the day. Richie full on freaking out dramatically says, nobody can drive my car. Oh, shit. Howard getting tired of this charade <laughs> says, oh, come on now, Richard. I hope you got a good reason for standing there in your pajamas talking like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. Richard, having had enough and can't handle this anymore, says, okay, I might as well tell you the truth. But before he can say a word, a police car pulls into the driveway mm -hmm. next to him. Mm -hmm. Howard interrupts Richard saying, morning, officer. Officer Marlowe replies, morning, Mr. Cunningham. Howard politely asks, what can I do for you? Marlowe says, well, it's about your car. Richard, completely freaking out, asks the car. You're calling him Richard. Oh. <laughs> Richie, completely freaking out, asks the car. Marlo goes on, yeah, the car. Now, you know I like you folks a lot, but when the law has been broken, my duty is clear. Richie, now completely broken, stops everything, saying, all right, all right, I confess, but I didn't know it was stolen. Marion hears this and her ears perk up as she asks, stolen? What's stolen, mm -hmm. dear? Richie then vomits the truth on everyone's lap, saying, Fonzie <laughs> painted over the license plates, and, and he said I shouldn't drive it, but then Gloria said she kisses better on the second date, and nickname is Dick, so I brought her here, and then <laughs> she got mad because she had to walk home, but I hardly even used the car. That's the truth, officer. You gotta believe me. Joni, not giving mm -hmm. a shit, says... He's spilling his guts about something. <laughs> Howard, still with towel around his neck, asks, what's he talking about? Marlo says, I'm not sure. I just stopped because your other car was blocking the driveway across the street. Howard mm. looks at Richie and says, well, now I know what he's talking about. Now, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Richie cuts right to the chase saying, you're sitting in a stolen car. So <clears throat> they're still in their driveway, right? That's correct, dude. And it's one of those curved driveways where basically you're kind of parallel with the front door and you go into the garage. Mm -mm. No, because if you, you look at these, the, the drive, the front door was like right there. Right. But if you look at the establishing shot, that's not how the house is designed. Oh, well, anyway, it was just really weird that the cop car pulls into their driveway next to them into their driveway, like all the way up into their driveway. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It was kind of strange. <laughs> you, normally, you just park on the side of the road and then get out and walk up, you know. All right, he's lazy. <laughs> yeah. He tries to get his clothes up. He's, yeah, he's still even you know, the car when he gets up to them. He just yeah. kind of rolls the window down. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't notice any fucking stepladder. Hmm. 
They show the garage. Oh, when you were looking into the garage? Yeah. I wish they Some, weren't fucking liars. Um, they had a two-car garage back in 74. Ooh. That's pretty impressive. Technically, it was the 50s. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, so, what the fuck? They weren't going to wake him up and ask if he wanted to go? <laughs> if he hadn't have woken up, if, J- if Joni wouldn't have been such a loudmouth, <laughs> they would have just went to the beach without him in his car. Yeah. That's fucked up. Like, they didn't even Come ask on, if he wanted to go. Snooze you lose, man. I guess. Um, the officer also was Mr. Moody on Saved by the Bell. Mr. Moody. Yeah, he was one of the teachers. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Which one was Mr. Moody? Um, the fat guy? No, I think he was the old guy. He was the one that was grumpy all the time. He wasn't the one that talked monotone or anything? No, or? that was Mr. Oh, he was on the new one, too. No, that's not him. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Scene a 14. Down at the police station, still in his jammy jams, we see Richie <laughs> and Howard talking to the cop. Well, he had pants on, but he has he still had his jammy shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> Tucked in, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, it's classy that way. <laughs> but he was also cool because he had the top button. That's true. Howard says, now look, officer, if my son says that he didn't know the car was stolen, then he didn't know it was stolen. He's no liar. He's an honor student. <laughs> the detective looks at Richie and asks, what do you got to say for yourself, son? Richie, full of guilty conscience, says, I'm guilty. <laughs> Howard finally takes the stupid sunglasses off, asking, you are? Richie explains, I knew the car was stolen, but I drove it anyway. Only once for this date in my garage. The detective smiles and says, <laughs> I bet that was a story in itself. Soon the door opens and Officer Marlowe walks in with Fonzie and Rocky Barufi, the previous owner. Howard points directly at Fonzie and says, he's the one they want. He's guilty. Arrest him. <laughs> I object. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fonzie walks into the room and says, hey, hey, Mr. Cunningham, will you cool it? I'm not guilty. I just come down here to help out my good buddy, Richie. Fonzie turns and introduces his friend saying, and this here is Rocky Barufi, the guy I got the car from. Howard yells, well, then he's guilty. He turns to the detective and says, so let my son go and arrest Baruni. But it's quickly corrected by Fonzie, who says, no, 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 that's Barufi with two Fs, but no Fs if you catch my drift. And he ain't guilty either. The detective, who's trying to figure all this out, asks, is there anyone here guilty uh, except the honor student? <laughs> Richie, who can't shut the fuck up, announces, I'm willing to pay my debt to society. Howard turns to Richard and says, Richard, you're not in debt. Fonzie finally speaks up and asks, hey, I can straighten this whole thing out. A couple of weeks ago, I get myself into a drag race with Rocky Barufi here. We were racing for pink slips. Richie, who speaks Fonzie, clarifies titles. This titles. (laughs) The detective turns to Richie and says, Oh, I don't think he meant underwear. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> That's awesome. Pink slip. Fonzie yeah. hears this, sticks his hand out to shake the detective and says, I like that. I like a cop with a good sense of humor. Huh? Howard interrupts saying, Fonzie, please get to the part where Richie's innocent. But Fonzie shuts that shit down saying, in time, huh? In time. Fonzie goes on. All right. On that particular evening, Rocky Barufi's engine blew out. Psh, 
and I win, as usual. <laughs> Howard sarcastically says, congratulations, to which the Fonz answers an honest, thank you. But Rocky <laughs> Barufi did not steal that car. No, Rocky Barufi bought that car. Yes, he bought it. Fonzie then walks around and sits on the detective's desk, making him move his feet. He goes on saying, from a man named Alfred Kremer. Now, the party of the first part sold the wheel in question to Rocky Barufi here, the party of the second part. Then he reports it stolen to the insurance company, party of the third part, to collect the loot. Now, I conclude, your ownership, <laughs> that the car was never stolen. These guys are innocent, and that Richard Cunningham is the real legal owner of that hot rod formerly known as Love Bandit. I dropped my shit, and where the fuck is Mike Brady? Mike Brady comes in, and Fonzie picks him up and fucking drops him. <laughs> Fonzie then nods his head and says, thank you. The detective's only question is simple. Love Bandit? <laughs> Seriously? Fonzie, feeling proud, says, yeah, that's a catchy name, huh? <sighs> this this detective acts like he just really wants to go to lunch. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, if they did a where are they now, I, I I honestly think that Fonzie would either be a teacher or a cop. Hmm. I mean, he would either be one of those dirty detectives that knows all the shady people on the street, or he would be some kind of like science teacher that's friends with all the losers. Like, he, I think he would be something like that. Or maybe a college football coach. Nah. <laughs> nah. Or maybe a drama mm -hmm. teacher. Um, <laughs> why would a local cop need a map of the entire United States behind his desk? <laughs> um, to point out places he went on vacation. Well, what I found interesting on it was I paused it and they have a thumbtack on Kings Bay, Georgia. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know what hmm. the significance was that, of that was. Well, that's where nuclear warheads are at. Thanks. Now everybody knows. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the detective um, sitting at the desk was someone I recognize. Oh. You won't. But I'm sure Emmy Kate does, too, if she's listening. Hi, Emmy. His name is Carl Swenson. He was on Little House on the Prairie. He played Lars Hansen. He ran the sawmill in Walnut Grove. Oh, okay. And he had an accent because he was like from Denmark or something. I don't know. Hmm. But Fonzie should be an attorney. What are you talking about? Yeah, That's right. where he should have been. <laughs> Your honorship. That shit correct me up. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Scene 15. Still at the police station, we see Fonzie, Richie, and Howard still standing next to the detective's desk. Howard says, thanks, Fonz. Perry Mason would have been proud of you. Hmm. Richie, finally feeling relief, says, oh, yeah, thanks, Fonz. Fonzie puts his arms around both and says, hey, sure, my pleasure, huh? I like to keep my reputation spotless, too, you know. Fonzie goes to leave, but stops, turns, and says, hey, Cunningham, that's a very cute uh, shirt, you know, with, <laughs> with horsies. I had jammies like that when I was, uh, Fonzie puts his hand out to indicate how tall he was before walking out the door. Richie slowly walks to Howard as soft music starts to play and says, Dad, I'm sorry I didn't tell you that the car was stolen or that I was naked right where you were sitting. <laughs> Howard <laughs> says, oh, that's all right, Richard. I'm a lot happier that it isn't stolen. Listen, I've been thinking 
considering everything that's happened, why don't you go paint the car red again, huh? Hmm. Richie grins from ear to rear and says, oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> That'll be terrific. Howard puts his stupid sunglasses on, you know, inside a building and says, <laughs> but no love bandit. Your mother may be driving it. And they both <laughs> leave the police station. Hmm. I, I like the car better when it was that baby blue or so periodical blue or whatever. Well, I mean, yeah. is that what you would like better if you were in high school? I don't know. <laughs> I think I like it better red. If I was in high school, I like it better red. But now I, I like it better blue. Probably would have preferred black. Yeah. You know me in black. I wouldn't mind it flat black. I think that's what I'm thinking about doing with my, my Kawasaki Vulcan I'm fixing up. I'm thinking about painting it flat black with yeah. with some red pinstriping. And then I'm going to powder coat some of the isolated metal stuff red. Flat black always looks nice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So <laughs> they took Fonzie's word for it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. The detective's like, well, I got that solved. Now I can go to lunch finally. Yeah, just like last week when uh, they all listened to Sam about starting a multi-million dollar ad campaign. But so. they 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 made it a point to have Fonzie say that the police don't believe quote unquote kids. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, it doesn't make any sense. What? What, Josh? What does it make sense? They just blindly believe him after they made it a point to say the cops wouldn't oh, believe oh, him. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Look, you watch this, right? <laughs> That's what uh, Richie should have said. Hey, you yeah. said cops don't exactly, believe kids. Yeah. I mean, it just seemed like a like a simplified answer to the whole problem when they made it a point to say that it wouldn't be that simple. It didn't make any sense. But then after Richie calls him out, Fonz is like, yeah, they don't believe kids. I'm fucking 38. <laughs> he does look 38. Um, so what was the point of painting it, uh, painting the car again? Like at the end, he's like, "Watch well, paint it red again." Why? What's the point? Like, why throw that in the story? <laughs> I don't know. Just because he's like, you know, Richie, you liked it red. Let's paint it red. Like almost like saying, "It's your car." But I mean, Richie never bitched about it being blue. He was fine with it blue. In fact, I think he even liked it better because yeah. he said, "Wow, this car looks better than I thought it was." Yeah, going exactly. To. Yeah. So I don't understand why they threw that into the story. Well, I mean, um, that's what Howard said. I mean, Richie could have easily just said, eh, "Blue's fine." Hmm. School like this, um, but yeah, I'm 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 telling you, Fonzie's not a bad guy, man. Like I think Richie's a shitty no. friend. I think they, they <laughs> Richie thinks that Fonzie's has bad intentions and treats him like shit. But time and time again, Fonzie's actually a good guy. So I concur. Yeah. Scene sixteen at Arnold's, we see Richie with his car and hood open, where him and Fonzie are working on something. Fonzie says. Yeah, there's your problem. You had your horn wire connected to the radio. Richie takes this in as the Fonz closes the hood and says, All right, watch yourself. Richie smiles and says, You know, I should have figured. Every time I honk the horn, I got the top 40. (laughs) I hate when that happens. (laughs) Fonzie immediately gets serious and says, You see that? That's not funny. Making fun of your car is like making fun of that ugly sister of yours. (laughs) You kept wanting me to touch a gerbil or whatever it was. She was like, just put your finger. Oh, yeah, daddy. (laughs) Richie walks over and sits in his car, wiping it down along the way. He opens the door and sits in it asking, Fonzie, did your family ever have a second car? Fonzie answers, nope. But we got our four motorcycles. Hmm. We even got a sidecar for my grandma. Ain't that cool? Richie agrees saying, yeah, 
Richie stares at his car in appreciation, finally saying, You know why I like owning my own car? Fonzie, not sure what's coming, says, Thrill me. Richie says, Well, everybody knows it's Ralph Mouth when he's three blocks away. Why? Because they know his car. Hemi Wilson, he's easy to find. All you gotta do is look for the blue Chevy with the moon disc. But up until now, if anybody ever wanted to find Richie Cunningham, they had to look for my father waiting outside with a motor running. But Fonzie, from now on, everybody's going to know it's me when they see the flashy red convertible. Fonzie looks almost proud of what Richie is saying, taking it all in. Finally saying, like I always say, huh? Rods make the world go round. Mm. Ooh, you used shit. to say that shit all the time in high school. I was, I was like, Jimmy. But you meant penises. Hey. I was always like, Jimmy, hey, I know your dad just died. <laughs> Are you listening? Rods. That shit don't matter. You know why? Because rods make the... Dads don't make the world go round. Rods make the world go round. <laughs> well, Steel rods, wooden rods. Curtain rods. <laughs> Any kind of rod, just they make the world around that. <laughs> we then hear a girl yell, Hey, Ralph's here. There's this yellow hot rod. <laughs> Freddy's here, too. Look, his deuce coops double parked. Oh, and there's the red convertible. Rocky Barufi must be here. Hmm. Richie collapses onto a steering wheel in disappointment. Comforted by Fonzie, who says, Just give it time and time. Hmm. As the credits roll, we're treated to a little driving around with Richie in his new red convertible along with Potsy and Ralph. And they're just all laugh. Yeah, I tried, like I said, I tried finding the girl to see if she wanted to come on the show, but I couldn't find her. Um, yeah. did, did kids really have cars that nice back then? I don't know. Like, if so, wow. Like, what a time to, to be a teenager having cars like that. This was the 50s, man. Yeah, but I mean, at the time, they probably thought it was normal to have a car like that, but damn. like. Well, this is the beauty. I was literally having this conversation earlier with my son today. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about decades and how much they differed. And um, and he was like, what about the 50s? And I was like, the 50s, man. Obviously, I wasn't alive then, but right. the 50s were amazing for this country because, yeah. first of all, that's when the American teenager was born, was in the 50s. Teenagers before that didn't, you know, that's where teenagers went out. They went driving. Yeah. They, went, they went to Before that, teenagers were clones of their parents. <laughs> it seemed like it was. <laughs> and uh, they went out. They did things. They had fun. They went sock hops or dances. They went all this kind of fun shit. Well, the and, early 60s, too. You know, it, it spilled yeah. over into the early 60s. Well, yeah, I mean, it still goes on up until today. I mean, my son was like, so we ruined it, didn't we? And I was like, yeah, you, you, your generation ruined the American teenager. (laughs) It's not the same anymore. No. And And nowadays it's what cause are you for? It's no fun. Um, Yeah. That's again. I like how we left the show on this somber note. (laughs) <laughs> well, plus, oh, sorry. And the other thing I was saying about the fifties too was like the like the fifties were great. The economy was fucking booming. It was post World War Two. Like it was fucking parents were shitting babies out left and right. <laughs> <laughs> All the dads had PTSD and couldn't talk about <clears throat> it. Hell yeah, it's a great time. <laughs> they showed no love to their kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways. 
So that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the season. That is the end of the season. That's crazy. This team, this season seemed to fly by. It did. It did. We had our ups and downs this season. We had, uh, Hmm. well, we will be back on March 2nd for an all new season. So that's something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll be back to March into a new season. You truly are a gift to the show. Like, um, so let's reiterate what we expect from our listeners. Indeed. Little, little important homework. Mm -hmm. Um, we would love for you to, you know, to consider all four of these shows and tell us whether you like, um, full house, uh, leave it to beaver bewitched or this show. Um, and tell us which one you kind of like better. Is there one that really stands out? Is there one? Oh man, I would love a season of that. Or is it kind of exciting to see what shows next? Is it kind of nice seeing different shows? Um, and if so, we can do everything from Ozzy and Harriet all the way up through, you know, that, that 70 show. show, which yeah. just started today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can do anything like, well, I mean, I would like to keep it nostalgic, but yeah, tax right. <laughs> yeah. We can do anything I'm from the first TV the show. All the way up to now. To, yeah. Yeah. So what's that? Uh, What's that one? Amos and Andy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so whether it's, uh, you know, the, the, the listeners determining what show we do or us just coming up with on our, it doesn't matter. So let us know what you guys want, what you guys think and whatever is the, the overwhelming majority, then we'll, uh, that's what we'll go with. And if there's not an overwhelming majority, then we'll just, we'll just pick amongst ourselves. Yeah. We'll do whatever we want. Exactly. Yeah. We don't so. have to listen to you. You're not a real mom. Sorry, okay, Barbara. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody named Barbara out there going, what the fuck? I didn't do anything. <laughs> Barbara. Barbara. All right. <laughs> All right. So without Jimmy, I have some emails to read to kind of wrap some up Some emails. Season. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Ow. So this first one comes to us from Emmy Kate. Emmy Kate. Yeah, she says, hey, Tech and Jimmy. Hi, Emmy. I just wanted to tell you that I really enjoyed the Full House episode. Nice, good. Normally, I would have zero interest in a podcast about Full House. Oh, damn. Although, I was a fan back in the day. Mm -hmm. You guys doing it was great and really funny. I think you guys could probably pick any show and make it awesome. Oh. She goes on. I'm very excited about the new Leave it to Beaver episode and just started listening. Next to the Brady Bunch, Leave it to Beaver is one of my absolute favorites. When I am home on a weekend, I make sure to watch it at 8 and 8.30 on MeTV. Did I just do a commercial? Did I just do a commercial? (laughs) It was a staple of my childhood also. My favorite episode is the one where Beaver... Gets stuck in the soup bowl on the billboard, and they have to and they have to rescue him. <laughs> I have definitely seen every episode many times over. If you're thinking about other shows to try, may I suggest a few? Yes, definitely for sure. Okay, I wasn't going to read them if you said no. So she says, "Perfect Strangers," mm. um, the one with the bowling, the one with the bowling, knock knock a roll, no, knock knock a roll a rock. Uh, or the rent strike where Larry is eating dry coffee grounds. 
Okay. Star Trek Next Generation. I could probably think of a few really good episodes for that. <laughs> that would be really funny to Star Trek. <laughs> uh, Family Ties. Yeah. Growing Pains. Yeah. ALF, the one where a space cockroach shows up and they keep spraying it with roach spray, which makes it grow bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Who's the boss? Mm. Mama's Family. Mm. Booze and Buddies. Mm. Three's Company or The Ropers. Yes. Anywho, looking forward to the Brady Brides or whatever else you decide to try out. And me, Kate. So what I thought was really funny, my response to her is like, because I don't remember a whole lot of the Leave it to Beaver episodes. Right. And, um, but the one where he falls into the bowl of soup and the billboard is the only episode I remember. Hmm. And I was like, I can't believe you picked the only episode I actually remember. That's funny. So that was kind of funny. That's cool. So, yeah. It's always nice hearing from Emmy Kate. Mm-hmm. Aw, the dorbs. Yeah. Our next email comes from Anne G. Anne G. You remember her? Angie or sure. Anne G. G. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she says, hi, talking Jimmy. Hi, Anne G. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. Three, four exclamations. That was my reaction when I saw the return of your podcast on January 5th. (laughs) Perfect walking entertainment. I enjoyed the Full House episode, but I really, really liked this week's Leave it to Beaver (laughs) because this show, like the Brady Bunch, is more in my strike zone age-wise. I think there's just so much more to make fun of. Also, Lumpy? I think, yeah. What kind of name is that? (laughs) Also, do you ever notice how often Wally eats apples? No. <clears throat> Not that that's funny, but I always noticed that as a kid. Anyway, whether it's Full House or Leave it to Beaver, anything you do cracks me up, so do what you enjoy. Hmm, Thanks okay. for all the great content, and keep laughing, because I die laughing when you do. <laughs> and have a sunshine day. <laughs> I'll be honest, a um, lot of times me and Tack will put stuff into the script, and it's really... To make each other laugh. It's not, it's, not, it's I mean, it is to make you guys laugh. Don't get me wrong, but it's something that I know Tack's going to laugh at and I'll throw it in there and not tell him so that when he reads it, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, she says, uh, have a sunshine day. Sincerely, Ann G. Hmm. But she also has a postscript. Okay. She says, Tack, I was so, so sorry to hear about your devastating car crash. Hmm. There are no words. It was brave of you to share this with your fans. I agree. So, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. I appreciate that, Anne. And our next email comes from Mandy. Mandy. She says, hi there. Happy New Year. I'm really enjoying the new format. Okay. Leave it to Beaver and Full House episodes were great. Okay. I was excited to hear that you'll be featuring an episode of Happy Days soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to do it. No. <laughs> I love that show, and my kids and I recently watched. Okay. I forced them to watch. <laughs> <laughs> A few episodes, and one involved Mr. and Mrs. Cunningham playing cards at Ralph's house with his parents. Do you recognize their den? So she sent a couple of um, links to right. some things. And... um Oh, shit. Yeah, you got to fast forward. Oh. Okay, hold on. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> See behind Howard? Yeah. 
<clears throat> wow. Mike's in there working on some stuff. That's awesome. That's the Brady living room that they're sitting in. Yeah. So they, they have they can't pan to the left anymore because yeah, see there's the the, the sliding door going out to the back. They block <laughs> the kitchen with a flat, but they can't turn around because you'll see the staircase. The only thing I'm thinking, did they leave that set up all the time? Yeah, there was a horror movie about um these spiders that catch things on fire, and that was filmed in the Brady kitchen. There was tons of shit that was filmed in the Brady set. But it's not like around the, anymore. Episodes of Mannix. It's not around anymore, <laughs> but it was. Yeah, like there was a lot of episodes of Mannix was shot in there. Yeah. There was like all these different. I you don't hear about that like anywhere else. Right. Like you don't hear like oh they shot this on the set of fucking Perfect Strangers or or fucking Saved by the Bell. It's, you, know, <laughs> you don't hear because when you're done with the season, you tear the set down and the studio is used for something else. But do they just leave it up? Like the Paramount was just like just leave it up. We'll we'll rent it out to other studios to use. I think you know, so. I must not have had too many other shows that were going on. That or the set was too expensive. Maybe just left it up for five years. They just left it up even during the summers. Anyway, Mendy goes on. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Mendy goes on. She says, I will look forward to the upcoming podcast. Some other shows that would be fun to feature would be Family Ties. Mm. Hogan Family. I remember that show. I remember Hogan Family, yeah. But the Hogan family, remember, they had three different names for that show, if you remember. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it used to be called Valerie, because mm-hmm. Valerie Harper. And then it was called Valerie's Family. Yeah. And then it got changed to the Hogan's. Yeah. And I thought it was weird that at the end of everything, they're like, oh, yeah. Like, yes, brother. You know, it was just <laughs> a strange spin on that show. But that's why it got canceled. Yeah. Jason Bateman was on that show. Yeah. If you remember. It's just yeah. weird that he talked like that. But anyways. <laughs> but I don't remember why Valerie Harper left the show. I don't know. She mm-hmm. was humping Eddie Van Halen, right? No, that's, that's Valerie Bertinelli. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, so she said the Hogan family. She said one day at a time, mm. which we can all relate to. Yes. The episode of Donnie and Marie when the Brady kids guested. <laughs> uh, yes. And, oh, here's one for you. Square Pegs. I've never heard of that. I had never heard of it Square either. Pegs? I got to look that up real quick. I have no idea what that is. Is Mendy Canadian or something? <laughs> Square pegs. <laughs> it's a real show. I've never heard of it. Um, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker was on it. Um, what? Yeah. A Jamie Gertz. Never heard of this show. Jamie Gertz was on it. Jamie Gertz, I think, was in Twister. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've never heard of the show. Me either. It only ran for one season. Oh, Tony Dow was on it. Nice. What? Tony Dow was on it. Nice. What? Tony Dow was on it. Nice. <laughs> so that's you, cool. Molly. Nice. Huh. Learn something new every day. I swear I responded to this email, but it's showing that I haven't responded to it. You so look- I do apologize, Minnie. I, I, did, I did respond, I thought. I yeah. But anyway... Well, that's awesome, Minnie. We appreciate your suggestions. You should, glad you you should email it. her back uh, the clip that I had just sent you where the Brady Bunch set catches on fire. Okay, I will. I'm going to do it right now. Hey, Mindy, literally recording the show right now and read your email. All right. So, uh, well, we appreciate that, Mindy. Yes. Thanks for all the uh, suggestions. Good and eye. That's what they say and in good eye on that. baseball. 
football? No, they said that in Australia. It's a good eye, mate. Oh, no, I meant like there's, listen to Glenn Glenn? there's some sport that they say good eye. What is it? I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. What were you asking? I wasn't asking anything. Oh. I was just thanking many for her suggestions and uh, all that and appreciate all the emails from everybody. Indeed. Ah, good to hear from you guys. Now you guys have a lot of homework. Should we still assign the regular homework along with the big homework? Not, to, not to Glenn Glenn. No, I think, I think Glenn, Glenn, it's up to Glenn, Glenn, whether he wants to take time off because he's going above and beyond. He gets a gold star. He does get a Hell gold yeah. star. Or maybe it's a gold star. Sorry. <laughs> he's he's going to kick Glenn, our ass, I, man. Look for real. You're going to get us in trouble. You're going to do shit. No. <laughs> 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 <sighs> All right. So. Everybody out there, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, we did. We had fun. And remember, we do love the show. It's just good nostalgic fun for us and for the love of nostalgic TV and classic TV. It is. And we would personally like to thank our producers from Patreon, because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, mm. of course, a huge shout out to Ginny and Jim. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you guys are are, are the, the OGs, the OPs. And you're the shit, and we appreciate both of you. So, uh, thank you. Indeed. So, some homework assignments. Thought you were going to get off the hook. The fuck out of here, getting off the hook. Check out the website. Next next time you're sitting on the dumpster, check out the website. www.averybradypodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, CastBox, or Audible. Yes. Tell two friends about the show. Or if you're like Glenn Glenn, tell all your enemies. Hell yeah. That's right. You don't go, fuck. Send an email to the show like you heard the emailers from before and tell us how you like or dislike the show. But also let us know what did you think these last four weeks? You know, we've had the each random shows or maybe you're like, no, fucking finish what you start exactly. and get back to Gilligan's Island. Yep. Or, you're, or if you're like, you know what? I like being surprised every week. Yeah. I like a new show, a new episode. I like that format. It's fun. Keeps it nice and fresh. Hell yeah. You think we're tainting the votes by saying it like that? <laughs> but anyway, you can send an email to the show. Tell us what your thoughts are over the hiatus, and uh, we'll be back on March 2nd for the next season. And, and remember, hit us up at a very pretty podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very pretty Facebook group, you know, because we're coming back in March. And so I'm just trying to do what you're doing. Like, never mind. <laughs> but we're still going to be there. You can always hit us up there, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Just for the fun and camaraderie and posting funny stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash a very pretty podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very pretty podcast. Uh, Follow us on Facebook. It's where you're going to get real time updates. Like maybe we're going to be late coming back from the season. That's, true. that's what you'll find out. Exactly. Check out the Retro Network. And we don't talk about this a whole lot, but check out the Retro Network. I think you guys, if you like, if you guys like the nostalgic part of the show, you'll like the Retro Network. So check it out. It's worth checking out. I think it's cool. So check it out. Where? Oh, I'm sorry. The Retro Network.com. Oh. Check out our shop and affiliate link at a very slash shop. Check out our T Public merch store. I feel like it's not getting the attention it deserves. And it it's may not. be about time for us to put out another shirt. So. While we're on the Ooh, hiatus, point. email your ideas. If we like one of them, we'll put out a shirt. And like normal, we'll send you a free one. If we use your Julia idea. Julia Cox doesn't have to. No. If we use your idea, we'll send you the first shirt. So, 
Mm-hmm. So if you have any ideas, you know, send hit us up. Indeed. And last, and certainly not least, go watch nostalgic television. Yeah. Go watch some nostalgic television. Nick at night, if that's still around, <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> go watch. I love Nick at night. Go watch some nostalgic TV. Hit us up and be like, hey, this this would be a cool show for you guys to do. And also, don't feel like you have to be strangers. You know, there's a lot of people that me and tech have gotten that I feel like we got to be friends with on social media. Um, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to, if you see me and tech comment on something, don't be afraid to hit us up. Don't be afraid to friend request us. Like we're normal guys. Like, we're, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So yeah, that's the big, the don't be strangers. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely become friends with uh, some people on Facebook. Like I just got a friend request from Jim M. Yeah. Recently. So did I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like with, with me, I don't know how tax is set up, but with me on Facebook and I think on Instagram, maybe, um, I have it set up. So you have to request a message from me. And that's only because I was getting all these friend requests from these like, <laughs> like online chat things where girls try to send you naked pictures and stuff. And just, it's really lame. So that's the only reason I have it set up that way. So I know I'm tired of getting naked girl pictures. Well, all you know, it's, all all, it's not really like a person. It's like, you know, it's <laughs> a know, website. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> hey, are you horny tonight? Like exactly. Okay, no, no real girl talks yeah. like that. Hey, honey, and no matter what you type, they're like, ha ha ha. I know, right? Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, yeah, totally. Yeah. So as far as the next episode goes, we're not exactly sure what we're gonna do yet. It might be a surprise. It's gonna be like uh, like Christmas. It's gonna be like Christmas morning. Yeah. It's gonna be like a like, box of chocolates. I feel like the creators of South Park right now. Like your oh, premieres yeah. next week and we have no idea what's exactly. going on. How about this? How about when we decide what we're going to do, we'll go ahead and post it on social media. That way everybody knows what homework to do. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Exactly. Yeah. We'll do it in like the Facebook group. Right. Or everybody podcast. You know, um, or all of them. Facebook follow. Yes. Yeah. So, so yes. if you want to be in the know, you better freaking get on there. Exactly. All right. Cool. It's free. So unless you have anything else. Oh, well... I enjoyed the season. I appreciate everybody yeah, for it's been a fun participating season. and putting up with our shenanigans exactly. and our weirdness and all. Yeah, that. and I appreciate everybody putting up with the you know the trying the Brady or trying Gilligan's Island and kind of trying other things. I appreciate all that too. So um, it's yeah. been a kind of a hectic season. They got a lot of bouncing around, but you know, we'll, together with the with the listeners, we'll, we'll we'll get it figured out. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Yep, it'll be good, for sure. So. All right. Well, well, in that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.